Cultivation, Cultivation with Kevy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cultivation with Kevy. I'm your host, Kevy the Dreamer. And today, this is a very special episode. I'm really excited. I'm excited to share the limelight here with my very good friend <laughs> who actually. Our backstory is really crazy. Uh, we know each other from elementary school, grew up all the way through high school, and made mm-hmm. it both to LA. So I am joined today <laughs> by my guy, Christian Maya. I hey, will be everybody. calling him Jeremiah. That's how yeah. I know him. <laughs> right. But you guys know him as Christian Maya. He is a singer, a model. Today we are discussing Pride Month. Happy Pride Month to everybody Happy out Pride. there. Yeah. And we are discussing the importance of it and just different things with that. So I'm excited. All right, Jeremiah. I always start off my episodes with some icebreaker questions. So I got a Uh-oh. few for you. <laughs> Question number one is Blue's Clues or Clifford the Big Red Dog? Blue's Clues. That's an easy down. one. Blue's Clues, of course. Right. Of course. And that was because of my little brother, Noah, who always had to watch <laughs> it first thing in the morning. So, <laughs> Same with my brother, Jordan, who's his age group. That is so funny. All right. Question number two. Sephora or Ulta? Ooh. Uh, I'm going to just throw one out and say Sephora. <laughs> Sephora for our girl, Rihanna. <laughs> Exactly, that's what I was going to yes. say. Yes, yes Fancy Beauty, Beauty, who she just stepped down as CEO, but she has a new position because she's a boss right. like that. So, Right, she's just a billionaire. She can do what she wants. So. Right, right. <laughs> Hire us. <laughs> right. All right, Jeremiah, final question for you. Are you ready for this question? Mm-hmm. Rihanna or Beyonce? Rihanna. Well, oh, no, hold on. Wait a minute. But well, wait a minute. So, but it depends on what we're what we're comparing. Are we talking aesthetics? Are we talking talent? Like, what what are we talking about here? Because that's a tough one for me, honestly. Yes, like, that's Rihanna why is my girl. Yes, I love me some Beyonce too because she is just talented. I want to see her on tour so bad. I've been watching yes. all the videos. It's flooding my social media, and I'm like, oh, I want to go there. Yes, yes. I threw that one in there just to see what you would say, but you're very right. There's there's different, they both have different, what's the word I'm looking for? They bring different, you know, different things. I mean, they're both talented. Aesthetics, I would say Rihanna is just that bitch, but mm-hmm. Beyonce is just the queen. So I just I just wanted right. to see what you would say. I Two billionaires. You can't compare, <laughs> you can't compare <laughs> a billionaire to another billionaire. <laughs> Rihanna, we are ready for your new music any day now. Yes, and I'm also ready for that new music so that we can have a tour because that one I will break the bank to go see. Listen. After how many years? What, six years? It's been a minute, hasn't it? Yes. Yes, has it been? A minute. Oh, trust me. Caleb is obsessed with Rihanna, so I get the scoop. (laughs) So imagine (laughs) for six years hearing all the scoop about Rihanna. Oh, that's so funny. All right, everybody listening. So this is my friend from elementary school. So I just have to tell our backstory for people that follow us but may not know. So we grew up in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. Nobody's ever heard of it. We grew up (laughs) together. We went to elementary school together, junior high, high school. And then we both became RNs out of high school. 
And then we both became travel nurses. We both worked right. at the same hospital for a little bit. We both went to Columbus for a little bit. And then we both went to LA. And then we met up in LA and now we are sisters. And I love it. Right. I was saying <laughs> all of this, all of this stuff happened like without each of us actually knowing what, yes. what the next move was going to be. It just randomly happened that yes. we did all this stuff at the same time. Yes, it's so crazy. So definitely, <laughs> um, I guess fate is the word that we'll use there. I'm really excited to talk to you. I also want to talk to you about your career endeavors as well. But uh, we will start <laughs> with some pride questions. So obviously, guys, for me, I'm gay AF, and I'm proud of that. Um, <laughs> and I just want to give light to all of the allies in my life who make who make it a mission to make us comfortable, who understand the importance of everybody's different and we shouldn't all be the same and there's nothing there's nothing wrong and there's no shame in being who we are so i want to start off with that. that um jeremiah what what do you think is the importance of having a pride month i've heard from people who are quote unquote lgbt <clears throat> and i've heard that there's people that don't celebrate pride month and there's people that say that we don't need a month to highlight it what would you say for you is the importance of having a month for pride I think it's to each his own, really. Like there, of course, there's some people that are going to be celebratory people. There's some people who's not going to be celebratory people. I'm kind of in the middle, but I find that it's very, very important to celebrate pride, especially today's time with all yes. the stuff that's happening in the media that's attacking the LGBT community, especially trans and drag queens. So yes. pride is basically just a celebration of where we have come over the last several decades like mm -hmm. everything leading up to stonewall and after and then everything leading up to marriage equality where gays could get married which was a huge milestone so i think it is important to celebrate those things absolutely yeah i agree with you i think that you know we all are different people there's some people that they don't you know they don't celebrate but i think that it's important to honor how far we have come it's to me i equate it to it's the same as black history you know we have been oppressed exactly. you know um and i think the importance of you and there's there's always debates about well do we need a black history month do we need these other months that highlight you know um what's the word i'm looking for um the the lesser the the um not the one that's not the majority and to me i say that we do need to honor those because it's not at the forefront it's not all we know we need to celebrate we need to highlight what what we've had to fight to bring to mainstream you know what we've oh, fought yeah. to i mean because we've even just i mean for me and you as well we're black and we're lgbt so to me it's just it's important to honor who you are you fought to be who you are you fought to be here life is hard for everybody um mm -hmm. so i just feel that whether you celebrate it or not, it's nice to say, hey, I'm here. I made it through this. Let's let's do something. Let, let's do something good. Let, let's let's have a celebration of making it a positive thing. You know, exactly. I feel like I be, feel like my words are a little jumbled, but that, yeah, I know. I totally get everything you're saying because I feel the exact same way. And it's it's important to to just 
to bring notoriety to it, especially being in the community, even if you don't actively go out and celebrate, just to show other people that I support you. I, yes. I'm here for you because there are people who are struggling with their sexuality and struggling because of religion or their family beliefs and stuff, and they feel like they can't be themselves. So for people like you and I who have come from those small towns and seeing those you know, people who are struggling, it's just like, hey, we've been there. You can come to the other side. It's okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to ask you, I want to ask, how old were you when you knew that you were gay? Where Was it a, for me, it was a childhood thing, but I know for some people it's different and it definitely affects our childhood. <laughs> what was that experience like for you? Yeah, I would say I didn't know that I was mm -hmm. gay mm -hmm. until probably like, it was childhood, probably maybe like anywhere from 10 to 12. Mm -hmm. But again, being like in denial of it. Yes. But I knew that I was attracted to the same sex when I was like five years old. Right. And right. going on, like, I mean, I had, I had my first crush, my first boy crush in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know, I know somebody, I don't, <sighs> I don't remember having a crush that early. I definitely remember having a crush in high school. Um, but somebody that we mutually know, um, I know that they had a crush early like that as well. And for me, um, you know, I remember always wanting the girl toys, you know, being, being, going through McDonald's or what have you. And is your toy for a boy or a girl? And you're in the background, <laughs> girl. <laughs> right. And it's see, like, see, it's, that was. Oh, no, go ahead. Barbara. No, Sorry. no, go ahead. I was just going to say for my mom was very supportive, like even early on. I remember um, I remember my mom did buy me a Barbie doll. I remember that. Mm -hmm. And I remember, of course, my father wasn't having it like he was not about that life at all. But my mother was very supportive and I never felt like something was wrong with her. Like with, from her standpoint, from my dad's standpoint, it was like, OK, so, like, I can't do this or I can't be this. But I just remember early, um, like you said, like as early as five, I remember just always wanting the girl toys. My favorite color was like pink. I remember, this is a funny story to share publicly, but I will. I remember always like <laughs> taking a short sleeve shirt, putting it on my head and like tying it so I had long hair. <laughs> I remember doing that. I did that, that with the towel all the time. <laughs> yeah. You gotta whip it too. So. <laughs> yes, <laughs> whipping our hair back and forth. I remember see, doing I did that, that stuff in secret, though. I never did that stuff. I never lived my life out loud because I was so afraid of mm -hmm. my parents finding out. Even though, like my same thing, like my mom bought us mm -hmm. like stuff that was considered to be a girl toy, and my dad would get so upset about it. Yes, but yeah, I just I don't know. For me, I wasn't my parents were kind of like on the verge of being supportive and not supportive because I felt like they knew. I mean, yes. even my mom has told me like when I was, when I did come out, like she told me that she knew about like our, my brother. And, but mm -hmm. for me, she was like, I was, con you know, I was confused about you. So I was in denial about it. Mm -hmm. But um, I always thought that growing up that because she did get us girl toys and stuff that she would be supportive. But when I came out, she took it very hard and I knew she was going to because she took it very hard with my older brother as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and my dad was the opposite. Like he actually took it pretty okay. So, okay, yeah. But I still tried to be like, 
the straight boy. I didn't want anyone to know. No one in the family. No one in yes. town. Because it's a small town. Yes, yes. And I was Absolutely. afraid of telling anybody so that I would get back to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say when early in life, when I was just being who I was and I didn't know to hide it, um, that 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 experience was embarrassing because it's like when I got old enough, like for puberty years and 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 it's like, you know, people around you are just always calling you gay and you and you don't mm-hmm. want to be different, especially in our small town. You don't want people to bring attention to that because it's negative, quote unquote. So mm-hmm. that's when I would start to like want to hide it and I would want to play straight and I would not do things that were conventionally gay. And it would be embarrassing because it would be like we would have like mutual people um, that we would know in elementary school. And they would be like, Hey, remember when? And I'm like, no, I don't remember that. Like, you know, denying it. And like even, <laughs> right. e- even family. Um, and I do, I have to shout out my very supportive cousins. I have um, g- girl cousins that I grew up with that were just very supportive of me and they would always let me play Barbies with them. And I mean, they didn't throw it in my face, but sometimes I would be like, Hey, remember. And it's like, you know, you, you try to, portray that you're straight because you want to just be normal. You don't want to be out of the loop mm-hmm. or, you know, the the guy that's different. But I would Especially say- Especially in our town. Yeah, I, I would say that that's a huge part of it is where we grew up because it was just, there wasn't, you know, I, I feel like in bigger cities, I don't know back, you know, because I feel like today it's definitely more accepted. I don't know about back then. Like, I feel like back then we still were fighting for the acceptance, but maybe it was a little more- normal in bigger cities but definitely where we were from there was no you know we didn't have any representation or any of that so that was definitely um yeah and there wasn't a community for us either so right right i feel like you know and people that grow up in bigger towns and i don't know from experience because obviously i didn't experience that but i felt i feel like it would be a little bit more comfortable to come out being in a big city where you have that big gay community to to go Mm -hmm. to you mm-hmm. know, in case you feel like you are, you know, left out from like your family and your friends. Right. So you have that backup. Yeah. Versus we didn't have that. Like, I didn't really know any gay people growing up, except for like maybe two random people that you would see like in Huntington, West Virginia, working at the mall or something. But right. my parents would always make comments about that. And so that mm-hmm. was something that was in my head. That's why I was always like, I can't come out because my parents are saying this about them. They're going to say right. this or even worse about me because I'm their son. Yes. Yes. Same for me with my parents, particularly my mother. Um, like you said, with your mother, my, I remember it's like my mother always knew and she would try to like pound it into my head. Like, okay, you have to be straight. You know, God is going to accept you being this, or, you know, this is what you have to be or whatever. And I remember one time I remember, having a conversation with one of my aunts and I remember like asking her, like, if I was gay, what would, what would happen? Like hypothetically. And then it got back to my mother and then she was like, Oh no, 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 we can't do this. And you know, I mean, I was young, I was, I was getting older, but just looking back on that, you know, just how it's shaped us who and who we are today. Um, it's just interesting. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Do you think for you, do you think it was maybe easier having your older brother to maybe confide in and um, have that experience with? As as I've gotten older, yes. But in the beginning, 
it was the exact opposite. It was okay. very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's probably going to kill me if he listens to this, but I'm just going to spill the tea and tell it how it is. <laughs> but, but going, going to now, Caleb and I are super supportive of one another. We talk on the daily basis, like every single day we can fight in each other because, you know, we don't, we have friends in the community, but we've, we've known each other like our entire lives. And mm-hmm. we've always had that like good relationship. We're only two years apart. So mm-hmm. we've hung out, we've had our falling outs and stuff like that. But when I first was going to come out to Caleb, it was not easy because he, he had heard, he had approached me first about, you know, I, I hear that you might be gay because, you know, I got picked on in high school. So mm-hmm. he heard it from his friends. Like, oh, people are saying this about your brother, which they were saying the same stuff about him. And he knew right. that he was gay. So he was like, oh, well, you must be too. And again, here I am trying to hide this side of me. Yeah. So I was in denial, but I did tell him, I was like, you know what? I've had, I've had thoughts about being with a guy before. And I've had like, you know, minor experiences with men before, but I don't necessarily know that I'm gay. <clears throat> and so he was like, okay, you know, it is what it is. Like, just, you know, I just want you to be able to communicate with me. And so I felt like I had that support in the beginning. But then fast forward a little bit, I did start dating a guy and we actually became, he was my first boyfriend. Like I still didn't tell anybody. I was slowly kind of tell people as this was happening mm-hmm. and I was stupid and well, first I told, I called Caleb to, to tell him I wanted to tell him something and he wasn't available to talk at the moment. So it was going to be like a couple of days. So I was like, okay, but it's really important that I got to tell you something. And so then that was on a Friday. And I remember I went out with my boyfriend and we went to Union, which is pretty much the only big mm-hmm. gay club in Columbus. Right. And I had introduced my boyfriend as my boyfriend to everybody. Mm -hmm. And of course my brother's friends, he has a lot of friends in that community that Mm -hmm. saw us out and they're like, so they call my brother and they're like, so your brother is out at union and he's telling people that the guy he's with is his boyfriend. So instantly I get a phone call and he was upset, which I understand, but I told him, I was like, "I, I wasn't trying to keep this from you. This is why I wanted to talk to you. Yeah. And I'm sorry that you had to find out from somebody else, but he was not having it so he actually didn't speak to me for two years because of that oh wow yeah Mm. so and then finally it was new year's eve slash new year's night new year's day and we had run into each other at night and of course you know we had been drinking so i pass him on the street and he's like we need to talk and then from that point on he was just like you know i understand (laughs) after two years <laughs> but you know just i love you i support you this has got to stop and just communicate with me i don't want you to feel like you have to hide yourself from me or anybody else and by this point mind you like going forward i still wasn't out to my family i wasn't out okay. to mm-hmm. most of my friends um there were free people that did know because mm-hmm. i kind of let people find out on their own instead of telling them because again mm-hmm. i was just so afraid of just actually just saying yeah i'm gay except for to people who i knew were already gay i felt comfortable with them mm-hmm. so yeah it was it was not 
not easy for me necessarily to come out. Yeah, I understand. Um, and definitely like with sharing that story with your brother, you know, siblings go through things. I understand, but I'm glad that oh, you yeah. guys, I'm glad that you guys are in a place where you can be as close as you are talking to each other every day is beautiful and just supporting each other in life. I love to hear that and much love to Caleb. We love you, Caleb. Oh yeah. Um, love you, Caleb. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I just was curious to hear, you know, just having that support, just having, you know, a sibling that is also um, LGBT as well. Um, just was curious yeah. how that was, but I, I yeah. as we no, keep overall, saying, yeah, overall it's mm -hmm. been, it is, I feel like I'm blessed to have a gay brother because yes. even, even like going through relationships, there's some, there's some things that happen in relationships that you don't necessarily feel like you're, feel like sharing with your straight friends. Yeah. Um, but my brother and I, we, he's, I mean, he'll tell you, he's an open book. Like he tells me everything, every detail. There's, there's no TMI with him. So when it comes to us being gay and relationships, we were able to confide in each other because he was so open with me and I could just be open with him. And so when I've been through breakups and stuff, I, mm -hmm. I could actually, you know, when you go through a breakup, you feel like you want someone to hear the whole story because you're mad, you're sad that you have all these emotions going through, but mm -hmm. you feel like, you know, you tell your story, it's a long story, you know, whenever you're breaking up with somebody and you just want someone to listen to you. And yeah. a lot of your friends will tell them the story and you can kind of see them like zoning off. Like, oh, uh-huh. Yeah, sure. But with Caleb, I could tell him the whole story and he would listen and he would give me his, his perspective the entire way through and support me after and of course i've been able to do the same to him as well so it has definitely helped having I a gay brother that's great i love that um how do you feel about and we've talked on it a, a little bit but knowing that about your childhood you know knowing in the back of your mind like okay you know not wanting to put a language to it am i gay am i not gay how do you feel that that affected your childhood growing up where we grew up did that make it difficult for you um oh yeah for sure because like i yeah. said i couldn't i couldn't i could not be myself living mm -hmm. in that town just yeah. with the constant fear of like what what would my parents think if they found out now actually let's say this too caleb's also going to get a little upset <laughs> but Caleb is the one that also outed me to my family in the beginning, whenever oh, he was wow. really upset during that time, he got when he stopped talking to me, he outed me to my family, but luckily my family was in denial about it. So they never actually believed him, but I was so afraid of what my parents would think. Would they stop talking to me? Because I, I love my parents so much and I love my mm -hmm. friends. I love a lot of members of my family. And up until that point, I had only, you know, I lived in that town for, you know, 23 years, 24 years. Mm -hmm. And then I finally moved to Columbus and I had just moved there and started actually finding myself. And I couldn't do that in our town. It yes. was right. I, like I said, I just didn't have that support. And mm -hmm. I, again, just being worried about what, what's my family going to think? And are they going to stop talking to me? I don't know if I could, if I could handle that. And just also being picked on and bullied in grade school. I was mm -hmm. so tired of it. I mean, there was times that I would cry myself to sleep 
like on a regular basis being made fun of and being called the F word. I mean, and this is like young being like eight, nine, 10 years old and having, Mm -hmm. you know, kids who are three, four years older than you calling you the F word and pushing you. And I mean, I had, I've had kids do some awful things to me. And so I hated that. So I didn't want to come to terms with, yes, I'm gay and have people just now, now that it's out there in the open, they're just going to start pummeling me with, Right. With all the hate. I mean, I was getting hate for for not being out. Imagine for me, imagining what it would be like being out was terrifying. It sounds like we had the same experience. And and like you said, um, I think a big part of it, even more so than other people knowing was your family, that part, your mm-hmm. family finding out that made it hard as well. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely understand that. So my father, he passed away in 2018 and I never officially told him. And you know, what's funny is I'll share a story with you as well. I never actually told my mother either. She actually overheard me on the phone one time. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so that's how, and it's funny because I'm like, mom, which, you know, we're, we're silly. We like to make people laugh, but I'm like, mom, you birthed me. Like you didn't know, <laughs> like, why did you need right. me to tell you? But, uh, I was on the phone actually with Raymond and, um, I don't even remember what we were talking about. And she just overheard me and she's like, so, you know, I heard you on the phone. Right. And I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) And I'm like, well, you know, it's not, you know, and I was I was maybe I think I was mid 20s at this point, because for me, you know, it took me a very long time in my life. Um, It took me until I was I didn't really officially come out. And I and for me, I'll say and and maybe, you, you know, feel the same way, but. I'll say that I I don't really believe in coming out because I don't think we owe the world an explanation. You know, that's our business. Um, But the reason why I did come out is because I wanted to be supportive to other people who may be going through it. Mm -hmm. As you said, you know, these young men out here, especially. Um, But I was maybe mid 20s when when to myself, I knew when I admitted it Mm -hmm. to me, because because, you know, like you said, I was in denial for so long. Um, I, I, I knew for I mean, I would say in high school that I knew, but I was I was very much in denial trying to convince myself that I wasn't. Um, and then maybe mid-20s, when I went to Columbus, I was finally starting to admit it. I was maybe about 25. I didn't officially to myself maybe say that or admit who I was. I think I was about 28, you know, and I feel like that's pretty oh, wow. late in life. Um, but I finally, you know, admitted it. And like you, I didn't tell like everybody. There's people that I told and some people I just let them find out on their own. Mm -hmm. Um, But my mother just happened to hear me on the phone. And I was like, well, you know, I'm not hiding it. And I did plan on telling you at some point that I didn't really know how that would look like. But now that you know, here's my life. And, you know, (laughs) it is what it is. But yeah, like, like you said, um, I think that that was a lot of my anxiety was like my, for me, it was my father because my father was just this big, strong, macho man that I'm like, what is he going to think? I feel like, you know, when he did pass away, it's almost like he, it's almost like he knew that he was going to pass away. And and that's a whole nother conversation, but we had like a heart to heart, maybe a couple months before he passed. And he just really poured into me and just told me what all he wanted that he wanted to support my dreams and he wanted to just be there for me and things like that and support who I was. And we never had like an open conversation about my sexuality, but I feel like if I would have told him, I feel like he would have supported me. So oh yeah, definitely. I understand what you're saying. And, and I think yeah. that the family aspect and, and 
as well, talking about the bullying that definitely happened to me in high school. Um, there, I had a, I won't name him publicly, but you know, I, I had an adamant bully that made, I would say 10th and 11th, well, I'll say ninth and 10th grade. They made those two years hell. Um, particularly mm-hmm. PE was awful. I hated gym class because oh, I already yeah. didn't want to do like physical stuff and Right. I was never picked on the team. I was always like, I had to be assigned to it. It, it was just, a lot of, I was always picked last. Yes. It was just a lot of uh, uh, trauma. And um, with that being said, um, my family in particular was a lot more, my extended family, not my, my immediate family was good to me, but um, I have like aunts and uncles and cousins, mainly aunts and uncles who um whenever they would get mad at me or mad at my parents, mad at my brother, mad at my father, it would be like, where well, your son, your brother is a faggot. Every, yep. Always. Everything, everything that you have basically been saying is mm-hmm. like so spot on with, with my life as well. And I think that it's a big part of that is just where we grew up and yes. the dynamic of like our parents and, and what they believed in and then raising us. And then, yes, because hate, hate is something that's not, people don't, aren't born with hate. They're taught that. They're taught and I was actually it, yes. having this conversation with my mom the other day about, you know, kids. I remember being called the F word, you know, from, you know, 10, 11, 12 year olds. They don't, me being 10, 11, 12, I didn't know what the F word meant. Like, I remember right. I had to ask my cousin, what is that? Like, they're mm-hmm. calling me this. I knew it was bad, but right. I didn't know what it was. But that's taught because, or that's learned from their parents. They they hear their parents, they hear their siblings or their cousins or whoever saying this. And then they recognize that you're one of those. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, they just make it such a negative thing. And so, yeah, it's it's unfortunate that that, that was something that, we had to experience at a young age because of what they were taught. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, my earliest memory is I was four. I was four years old and my uncle said it to me. And I mean, I'm four. What What do right. you know at four years old? You know, I had no idea what that was. So right. I think that being that early and being exposed to it at that age really shaped who I was, you know, because oh, sure. I, and, and I'll share this story with everybody listening. Um, and I've actually told Raymond this a lot, that I remember me and you being really good friends at a young age. I remember we had an art class together in, I think, seventh grade. And I remember I know it exactly was, where this is going. <laughs> yes, it was me, you. I want to say your cousin Ira, which love him. He was a good friend to me growing up. And then Ashley Powers. Shout out to Ashley, who's now Ashley Johnson. Oh, uh, love you. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. And I just I remember- was just traumatized by that experience. So I yes. forgot basically right. every, everything yes. that happened yes. <laughs> leading up to that moment. But Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And, and just what I was going to say was I just remember being very freeing before that. I remember being very free. And I just remember always laughing with you, telling jokes and just being- just carefree. And I just remember there was someone in our class who made my life hell. Um, I'm sure you as well, but it just always picked on me. And I just remember it, it got really bad ninth and 10th grade year. Like I feel like seventh and eighth grade year, I still was pretty young. So it's like, I didn't really hit puberty yet. So I wasn't really aware. Like I still had that innocent young mind. And I just remember as I was starting to hit puberty and becoming more aware of things, I just went into my shell. You know, I just, I didn't, 
I went through high school and I didn't say hardly two words to anybody because I was so afraid of if somebody, I mean, I could just be minding my business and somebody's going to call me the F word, Mm -hmm. you know? And that was like my biggest fear in life was I don't want people to call me that word. So I just didn't talk to anybody. I didn't, you know, and, and, and I was telling Raymond this to say that, like, I didn't even talk to Raymond back then as good friends and cousins that we are, because I was just so afraid of like, what are people going to say to me? So I would, what I was mm-hmm. telling him was, I remember being good friends with you growing up. And then because of the trauma that I went through, I just went inside of my shell like a turtle and I just cut everybody off because I was just surviving. I was just trying to survive mm-hmm. and get through school right. and I would walk through the hallways and just keep my head down. I didn't want anybody to just know that I was alive. Mm -hmm. And I think that the trauma of, you know, just being caught out for who you naturally are definitely affected Mm -hmm. us. And, and like you said, I think it's the environment, especially, I think that's Mm -hmm. the big thing is where we're from. It's a very conservative small town where everybody knows everybody. And, you know, I I think that all of that just has a big part of it, but I just remember I remember when, you know, I remember at one point, you know, I'm happy and, and I'm just being silly and telling jokes. And then the next moment, I don't want anybody to know that I'm alive. So, yeah, no, I totally relate. That's why mm-hmm. that's that is the main reason. So I did post-secondary option in my junior, senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And that was I don't even think I told my parents like they just thought, oh, my gosh, he wants to further his his education early. He's so mm-hmm. smart, blah, blah, blah. No, I did post-secondary option because it was my escape from school yeah. because of the daily bullying that I went through all the time. I was just like, OK, well, maybe if I'm with college kids or kids who are a lot older who you have dealt with this stuff and they're kids from all over Right. all over the state, different different parts of the country, that they'll be more accepting. And and it was a little bit better because, you know, those kids, they were focused on just trying to survive college and just trying to right. pass your courses. They don't care about your sexuality. And I'm wondering, of course, sometimes, you know, still being in that town, you still hear it from time to time, but not nearly as much. Right. Yeah, that was smart. Um, I think for me, the reason why I didn't ever entertain that is because I was so afraid of change that mm-hmm. I just... I just pushed through it, but I will say 11th and 12th grade year, it became easier because maybe because I was older and because as well, like 12th grade year, I was hardly there and I could just dip out and not oh, even yeah. be seen. But um, I definitely understand what you're saying. And I think that, I, and, and that's a big lesson that I learned is when college came and you're an adult, none of this stuff matters. Like being an adult and being around these other, edu- um, or these other young adults who are furthering their education that's high school stuff, you know, right. but when you're an adult focusing on that and living your life, that doesn't matter. And, and people don't really care about that for the most part. You may hear it, oh, yeah. you know, sometimes, but it's not right. like your everyday experience. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would say, you know, pride is something to be celebrated, whether you celebrate it or not. Um, I think it's important that we have a month to honor, you know, cause there's, there, this is just me and you story. There's, there's people out there who've went through this and more. There's people who may have had it worse. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. There's people who have had it way worse. I mean, yeah. people who were, who were beaten by their parents, people who have, you know, been hospitalized for, mm-hmm. for being who they are and, yeah. and a lot smaller, more conservative towns than what we had, than Absolutely. what we grew up at. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to like shit on our little, on our town that we grew up in because I have yeah. a lot of good memories yeah. from there, 
mm-hmm. but when it comes to me finding myself and my sexuality that was just because of their their belief it was difficult for me yes absolutely but i'm grateful for it because it has helped me help shape me into who i am today because yeah. of the struggle and then i think that also makes it makes it easier and, and more important for us to celebrate pride just from from where we came in our lives ourselves Absolutely. from our own experiences yes what would you say jeremiah to that young man right now who's been where we are or currently is where we were what would you say to that young man who's struggling with his sexuality girl <laughs> It's going to be all right, girl. You got this. It's going to be for real. Like you, what I really want to say is take your time. There's, there's no rush. We have, you, you don't know how long you have on this earth. And so for some people, they feel like life is short, you know, life is short, life is short. So they feel like they have to do things now, or they're always comparing themselves to how other people, when did they come out and like looking at the average. And like you said, like, I felt like you're like, I, you know, I felt like I came out pretty late in my life. I came out when I was 24, but I was forced um, from just the trauma I experienced and I just couldn't hold it back anymore. And I remember it was actually, I had dated a guy in secret um, for like a whole year. And then I had the guy that I dated, told my brother, still didn't tell my parents. Finally, that guy and I broke up and I became super depressed. And that's my parents recognized it. And they were like, something's wrong with you. And finally, it just like I exploded. And I was like, I'm gay. This is this is why I am the way that I am. This is why I'm so upset. And this is, you know, I went through a horrible breakup and I'm not dealing well with it. And for me at the time, like I look back and I think, yeah, well, it would have been nice to have come out sooner um, to have ripped the bandaid off sooner. Cause that's, that's really what it is. Just rip the bandaid off. It's okay, but do it. You can do it when you're ready to, there's, there's people who come out in their forties, fifties, sixties, um, do it when you're ready and just do it. Don't, don't regret it. Just live life honestly. And hold on. There was a quote that, that I actually saw randomly and I was like, Oh, this is perfect. For this situation, this question. And it says, be not afraid of growing slowly, be afraid of only standing still. And so with that, it's it's saying, like I said, take your time, but mm-hmm. continue to move forward. Don't put yourself in a box because that's what society wants us to do, especially in our community. They want to put us in a box. Um, they don't want you to live your life out loud because it makes them feel uncomfortable but you have to learn to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the world would be such a better place if we just all minded our own business and let people live their life the way they want to live it. And that's why everyone's like, oh, world peace, we need world peace. Well, we can't have world peace when you're constantly telling somebody else that what they're doing is wrong. Absolutely. And, but you don't want to take that kind of criticism yourself. Because if, you, if everyone would just think, you know, let's, let me put myself in their shoes you would think I don't want someone telling me how to live my life. If someone told me that, you know, even if it has nothing to do with your sexuality, if it's your job or who your friends are, I don't want someone to tell me how to live my life. A lot of people would say, I want to figure it out on my own. So if we just let people be ourselves, then there would, the world would be a lot better place. But yeah, going back to the young kid, I'm kind of rambling on, but, um, 
just like I said, take your time. There's no rush, but ask yourself, like, what is it that's holding you back? Is it, is it your family? And a lot of people want to hold on to like, like I did, like the fear of what's my family going to think you will realize at some point in your life that even your own immediate family, you don't have to please them. And I think a part of that for me was like being, being a Christian. And even my parents said all the time, honor thy mother and thy father, honor thy mother and thy father doesn't mean obeying thy mother and thy father. It just means doing things like respecting them and understanding where they got you in life. And I love my parents to death. Absolutely love them. And I'm so grateful for them, but, and they don't, they honestly don't, I wouldn't say that they don't support my, my lifestyle as being gay. Um, but they just kind of like, let me, let me be, but I, I did it for me because especially living on the other side of the country now, like I have my own chosen family here and I have my own chosen family in Columbus. So it's, you know, if, if my family was upset with me by me just wanting to live my life, that's okay. It's okay. And your friends, you're, you're going to lose friends by wanting to be yourself and that's okay. Some, you know, people are seasonal people. People don't have to stay in your life, you know, forever. And you will find people who love and support you. And again, that's going back to pride. You can see, I mean, you can turn on social media, you can turn on the TV and you can see all these, the, the pride festivals and the thousands and thousands of people that turn out and seeing that you have a support system out there. There are so many people who are just like us, who will love you and care for you no matter what who will give you unconditional love that you seek. I love it. Absolutely. And, and I just want to add to that. You, you have to honor yourself. You have to live your mm -hmm. life because at the end of the day, if you're not living your life, if you're letting other people dictate what they want for your life, you're not living, you know, exactly. and there's going to come a point when you're eventually going to regret it. You're eventually going to regret doing things. I was just about to people. say that. Yeah. Regret. Regret is the biggest thing. Don't, live, don't live your life in regret. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, you're not always going to have these people. Like eventually you're going to, you know, you're blessed to have your parents while you have them, but nobody's going to live forever. So what's going to happen when you lose your parents and then you've lived your life for them and you've wasted all this time, mm -hmm. then what, then what are you going to mm -hmm. do? You've been yeah. so afraid to be yourself because you want to honor them, but God gave you a life because this is for you. This is your yeah. life. So do what yeah. you want to do with it. And yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I've learned about people who don't support us or people who don't support you, like speaking to the younger person is that majority of people who don't support you or people who will openly come to you and say, I don't think you should do this because it's wrong because I believe that's because they live in regret of something in their life. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, a, to me, it's a form of bullying, you know, bullies pick on people because they're unhappy with some part of their life and they want you to experience it. They don't want you to be above them. They want you to be down here with them. So it's the same thing with, with being homosexual or any part of the LGBT community. People, there's a lot of people who live in secret, who live in the closet because they're trying to 
please their parents or it's religion based or whatever. And they, they can't live their life openly the way they want to. So you can't live your life that way either. So they always have to have something to say, but just give them the bird and just, you, like you said, you got to live for yourself at some point. And it takes time. Everyone matures differently. Everyone figures things out differently. Some people listen actively to other people who give advice and some people, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle. I listen to people's advice, but at the same time, I want to experience it for myself. Yes. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's taken me a while, but I don't regret it. Um, especially like knowing what I know now and being where I am now in life and loving life and loving who I am and accepting who I am and having that support system. Yeah. That's the last point that I wanted to make, um, that you, that you hit on is we all mature differently. And literally, I just saw this quote recently that says, trust the timing of your life, trust the process, you know, Um, do things when you're ready, you know, don't, if you're not ready to come out, if you, if you want to come out, but you're not quite ready, take your time. And Mm -hmm. there's not a timeline for your life. You know, we both have said, we kind of wish we would have come out earlier, but that's just the way that it was supposed to be. That's, that's our life. And that's okay. That's yeah. okay. Like, of course, it would be nice to come out earlier and experience things sooner. But at mm-hmm. the same time, like you said, like you just got to trust the process. And I, yeah. one thing for me, I've learned to just just live and let God like yes. just just give it up. And I am just going to ride this life and yes. things will happen when they're supposed to happen. I fully believe that. Yes. And I want to say that as well. I want to say that God loves us. I hear that all the time. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're sinful, we're an abomination, all this stuff, but you know, God loves me. I have oh, a relationship yeah. with Christ. You know, you mm-hmm. can't tell me anything about my relationship with Christ. So Amen. there's so there's people that want to Bible thump and tell you things about God, but it's like, I talk to God. So yeah. God, yeah. God is this- not going to I was just going to say, God's not going to send you a message on my behalf. He's going to let me know. So he's not told me anything. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. And like I said, I, I live from, from my experience. And like you said, like I, I have my own relationship with God. And mm-hmm. to all those people that are hating, this is like, you know, you worry about, worry about your relationship with God. The right. same thing with like, with, people's actual relationships when people are going to tell you what to do in your relationship you worry about your relationship Mm -hmm. you better that and again people always have something to say because something is not going right with theirs Mm -hmm. so it's just something to always remember about people you Mm -hmm. know and it's not to like you know you don't have to to dislike them or to hate them it's just kind of an understanding like they're they're not happy so that's why they're that's why they're saying these things Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, just you, you focus on you, focus on you. Let me focus on me. And Absolutely. until God tells me what I'm doing is wrong and he will show me, trust me, he'll let right. me know that something yeah. is wrong. Mm-hmm. So, and I just, like I said, I, I look at the the amounts of blessings that I have in my life. So, and that's just for me being who I am, trusting mm-hmm. God that how he created me, he, God doesn't make mistakes, does not make mistakes. And he made me this way. And if he wanted me to be different, he would have totally made me different. Mm -hmm. Yep. So you worry about your creeping husband and you worry about staying (laughs) in your marriage and not out here (laughs) cheating on your husband, Mary. Right. You check your skeletons (laughs) in your closet, sis. (laughs) Right. Let me worry about what's in my closet. (laughs) Right. 
All right. So the last thing that I want to talk about, Jeremiah, is I want to talk about your singing. I don't want you to be on my platform and me not talk about what you do. So you have the voice <laughs> of an angel. So what what's good with the singing? What's what's coming? Um, I don't know what's coming, honestly. Um, I I still sing. Um, not not I I'm not singing and like posting stuff on social media and I'm not going out and doing gigs and stuff like that. But, but you I am. Singing. I'm still singing. Okay. I'm I'm practicing. I'm just I'm being ready. Like I said, I've learned yeah. at this oh, point in my that. life to just to mm-hmm. live and let God. And if He wants an opportunity to come, if if music yes. is for my future, if that's uh-huh. going to be something that's going to be in my life, it'll happen. Yes. But I'm just I'm just going to be ready in the meantime. I so yeah, I'm not like I said, I'm not posting anything. Um, but I am. I do have some ideas in okay. mind i'm just kind okay. of letting life just yeah letting life ride right now i love it just i just want you to keep using the the skill that god gave you he gave you the gifts amen. So, uh, amen. definitely like you said you're you're just going to be ready when it comes but i love yeah. that um yeah, and you and you put me you put me on to stevie Mackey's um vocal training which is oh, yeah. an asset for sure Oh my gosh. Yeah. It helps. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Stevie Mackey, (laughs) by the way. But yeah, I took his class. I actually, and like I told you before, I still do his warmups and I actually, I've noticed Mm -hmm. a huge difference in my voice. And I always recommend people, whatever your skill is, whether it's music, um, weightlifting, sports, whatever it is, you have to, you don't just know how to do or play that sport or play that instrument or or sing Mm -hmm. it's something that you have to practice on a daily basis you know you don't go into the gym and start lifting 500 pound weights no you got to work your way up to it yes so Mm -hmm. but it makes it easy when it's something that you enjoy and i i love music music will always be a part of my life even if it doesn't turn out to be a career for me um like i said i'm happy with where i am in life right now so but yeah i'm just I'm just going to be ready. I love it. And are you still loving LA? I love LA. Like I said, I don't do much. That's, that's one of my goals here recently is to start getting out more. And God has been answering my prayers when that's happening because there's now I'm starting to get invites to do things. So it's like, I think COVID kind of ruined me a little bit because I'm, I'm such a homebody now. And everybody's (laughs) like, even when I go home, like, what do you do in LA? And I'm like, I, (laughs) I don't do much. Honestly, I don't really get out, but it's just because I'm used to staying indoors for two years. So I'm slowly working on that, but I love, I love the city. There's so much to do the weather. I moved obviously for the weather. That was the main key. Yes. Um, the beach is nearby. There's, I mean, and, and, if, and if I ever decide that I miss the seasons, I can just drive a couple hours up the mountain if I want snow or if I want right. fall weather. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just, I love that there's opportunity here. Yes. That's, that's what I miss about LA is the weather and the opportunity. There's so much, right. there's so much opportunity there. And oh, of course yeah. I miss you, but I, I'm hoping I'll be back at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Boo, yeah. come on back. Yes. I mean, Ella's Ella's going to be here forever. So unless right. unless everyone says like my family, well, if an earthquake happens and it falls off, right, the map, well, right, girl, I will, I will go down with my martini in hand. <laughs> <laughs> like my mom says that all the time. She's like, if I go out there, it's an earthquake's going to wipe it off the face of the earth, and I'm like, girl. Right. Same thing. Like we were saying, you do you and right. you let me do me. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> I want to go off in an earthquake. I will go off in an earthquake. So oh, that's so funny. <sighs> All righty. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time, Mr. Christian Maya. Thank yes, you for being here. Yes. Let us know where we can support you and follow you and just what you are doing so the people can see more of you looking good over there. I'm trying. So you can, my Instagram, that's the only account that I have really is at Christian Maya Music. Okay. Um, I don't post very much. Again, that's another thing that I'm, I'm trying to get into more is sharing a little bit more about myself. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm doing things. So expect yeah. to see things in the future. I don't know when, but expect yeah. to see things in the future. I'm just getting ready for it. So y'all yeah. be ready too. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, you know, you at, at, at your timing, you know? Yeah, exactly. Whenever you're, whenever I'm not in a rush. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I've learned. I mean, I've, for especially living in LA, you know this. Yes. That people is always rushing you. Like, yes. girl, you're. Yes. You gotta, you gotta shit or get off the pot is what I've heard so many times. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But like I said, I've just decided, you know what? Like I said, I'm going to live and let God and yes. it's, when it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Yes. I'm a huge advocate of taking your time. There's no reason to rush. Like you said, working on what you're doing and taking your time. That's when you are, that's when it's going to be even better, you know? Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm a, I'll, I'll take my time in a minute. Like I'm not, right. I'm not in any hurry. Right. And I'm, I will say I'm, I'm all about a reveal. So yes. I'm trying to, yes, yes. <laughs> I don't I want, I don't want a lot of people like to see what you're doing, like leading right. up to a certain point. I don't, I like people, I like to be able to give somebody like, yes, this is the platter. This is the full display. I'm I love proud it. Of it. And love yeah, that. take, do with it as you please. I love that. I'm going to steal that too. That's, that's good. That's good. Do it. Do yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Happy Pride. Happy Pride Happy to you. Pride. Um, thank you for being here. And to anybody that is struggling or anybody that, you know, is just going through something, just remember what we said. Take your time and just be you. Love who you are. God made you who you are for a reason. God loves Amen. us. We we can stand here and tell you that we know that we've been yeah. through that in our in who we are. So God hasn't yeah. cast us to hell. Right. Not for and that, be, at least. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And be there in numbers. Be there in yes. numbers. Support yes. support people who are like you. Because, yes. as, like I said, especially in today's time with all the stuff, with all the laws that they're trying to pass, everything speaks in numbers. You know, we are stronger together than we are divided. So stay yes. together. Support, support your brothers and sisters. Yes. Just be there for one another. Yes, absolutely. Well, I love you so much, Jeremiah. Thank you for being oh, here. I love you too, boo. Thanks for having me again. Yes, yes. Everybody, this has been another episode of Cultivation with Kevy. Until next time, take care and God bless. Much love. Bye. K-A-M-E.